0: radio influence the future is now
1: as America's zone coach premier thought leader and the world's number one coach of champions Jim Fannin has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, students, and entire cities in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. Now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show.
0: I'm Jim Fannin. Hey, my name's Seth. Jim, sidekick and producer here on America's Most Positive Podcast. Jim, big smile on your face. This is airing on Thanksgiving morning. What's on your mind? Uh, Well, first of all, thank you,
2: Seth, for being an awesome sidekick producer. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, What's on my mind? Uh, Turkey, cranberries, and boomerangs.
0: Okay, I I feel like... I would have known if you were going to Australia for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: you, know, you know, it's starting to be the summer down there. It's not, maybe not a bad place to go. Uh, we got a little snow uh, early here. Uh, yeah, boomerangs. I, I really believe that, you know, today's a day of thanks. Uh, so it's thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thanks for everything. Thank heavens. Thank goodness. Thanks a bunch. Thank my lucky stars. Thanks a ton. I don't know if you know this, Seth, you can say thanks in over 465 languages. Uh, I know one of those. Thank you very much. Uh, but even with so many tongues verbally expressing gratitude, do they really mean it? And, and what I, I've learned over uh, my decades on this planet, when I give thanks or thank someone and give them my gratitude, it is a boomerang. It puts a smile on their face, and it it comes back to me. I really think gratitude, thankfulness, and giving thanks—not um, just for me, thank you know, thanks for what I have, but thanks for the people around me. And when I r- really thank people, um, thanking you know, I'd love to go back and thank my father right now for giving me work ethic. Yeah, you know, you know I, I work hard. Uh, don't always need to work hard, but I do. It's just instilled in me a thank you, dad, uh, who had four jobs at one time and and did everything he could to to help raise a family. And uh, that boomerang that you throw out to someone, like a boomerang, it comes back. So what makes you thankful? What, what causes feelings of gratitude? Is it for the stuff you've acquired during your lifetime? No, I, I doubt that. So I've had to choose between the great memories of my mother, my father, or, or my wealth. I I would give up everything I possess, and I've said this many times, just to have lunch with my mom or dad one more time. I would be so thankful. Um, you know, for every rung on a ladder of success, there's someone that held out their hand, gave you a little push up that next rung. And, you know, today's the day, yes, to be thankful for the food, to be thankful for family and friends, uh, but it's also to be thankful for all the people that you've met in your life that have really added to your life. And um, I'm going to shout out right now, uh, thank you, George Skestis. Okay. Thank you Millard Cummins uh, Thank you Paul Scott Thank you Pro- professor RW Ross and these are, are people that I don't talk to every month and, and 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 professor Ross is long past but I'm thankful for what they've done for my career 40 years ago Professor Ross almost 50 years ago and you know that today's a day of reflection and it's a day of celebration it's a day of happiness um thankfulness it's for so many things but it's mostly for the people in your life i mean you can pay back your financial debts but you know we can all go to our grave and debt to those that have been kind or given us a helping hand and didn't ask for anything in return i i think the gift of kindness is more than giving it's really sharing and it's the sharing of your gratitude that's going to have such a profound impact in both the giver and the receiver and that's why i said turkeys cranberries and boomerangs because it comes back to you and you know a little tip du jour make two lists for today make uh and that's before you sit down to dinner make one list about you everything that you're thankful for getting on the list um and then next, make a list of people that you're thankful to know. Um, and then send out a, guess, a gesture of kindness uh, to make a small little deposit in the happy bank account of everybody that's touched you. I mean, who should you call on a day like today? Out of the blue. And just say, I just was being thankful and then I haven't told you. Thank you. I, I appreciate uh that kind gesture 20 years ago that you did for me. And it could be a teacher, it could be a former boss, it could be a mentor. Uh, I can thank Dick Klitsch, uh, my first and only boss, uh, Columbus Indoor Tennis Club, 1971. And Dick, thank you very much. Uh, You taught me all about leadership. And you taught me how to delegate. And you taught me how to manage my business time. And you also taught me how to turn my business brain off uh, so that I could go out and be with my friends. And thank you for that. And um,
0: you don't always thank those people. You know what, Jim, what I love about this list, what instantly kicked off in my head is that I think that we have a tendency in kind of American culture and uh, you know, we have listeners around the world. So I think this probably is true around the world as well. That it's easy for us to to view the le- our life through the lens of like the last fifteen minutes so to speak. So it's like, well, you know, if this week or this month was great, I'm up or I'm down, which we're gonna get into a score check later, and that shouldn't be it. But man, when you start looking at a decade of your life, you realize how much you have to be thankful for. And I'm I'm gonna even zoom all the way back out, and this is kind of Gemini's story in different states. It's gonna be different for you, but you know, my grandfather started out plowing with horses in the Great Depression. Your first home had a, a, a dirt floor and, you know, both of us have vastly different lives than that right now. So that's a, a huge thank you right there. Like how much has life improved in just a few short decades? Pretty amazing
2: when you think about it. I mean, today's a day of ponderance really, and it's a day of reflection. You're with family and uh, I also need to, Caution everyone: immunize yourself from Uncle Fred, who maybe drinks too much (laughs) and uh, starts acting like a victim or judge at the end of dinner,
0: or does weird conspiracy theories or whatever it is for your Uncle
2: Fred. Exactly, Uncle Fred. Everybody's got an uncle, an Uncle Fred, and for everybody named Fred, don't don't be upset. This isn't literally about you, but it it is a time to realize that um, you know happiness. Uh, it doesn't have to just fluctuate because the conditions, circumstances, or situations change. I was happy when I had no money, nothing. I mean, I I didn't know what I didn't know. I, I, mom, mommy, are are we poor? You hungry? No. Well, you're not poor. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know. And, um, so we laughed every day and we sang and we danced for no reason. My mother was nuts in that regard. And thank you, Mom, uh, for helping me remain nuts. My daughter and, uh, well, my, my kids know I'm a little strange. <laughs> and, um, but happiness is the following to me. And I'd like to share that with everyone. Having passion in more than one life arena so many of the times we ignite that passion in a hobby or relationship, or we ignite that passion in our business, but don't place all your happy eggs in one basket. Uh, are you listening to business people? I mean, this is a wise investment, but that includes just not business and in life. Have passion in everything and find the passion in everything. Happiness to me is understanding that everybody has un happy moments this shall pass and it does trust me <laughs> beware of people to say trust me but it'll pass we have unhappy moments but that doesn't mean you have to have an unhappy day get over it learn from the lessons needed you obviously needed to learn something in that unhappy time and um Happiness is making other people happy, and that's even strangers. Yes, the golden rule is still around. It still applies, and uh, this is one of the giving parts of thanksgiving, and, and that would be uh, obviously the golden rule. Knowing that you're an integral part of something greater than yourself, uh, you're part of a spiritual force that permeates and connects all of us. We all have differences, but there is that sense of being human that connects all of us. Um, living your life inner, near the zone, and, and for the new listeners, the zone, that's, it's a feeling, it's a mindset, it is physical and mental, uh, but it's also spiritual, and, and that's a, a purposeful, calm life. It's being in the now the more, majority of your waking hours. And that's where the zone resides. And then it's really being thankful for little things, happiness, health, friendships, family. Be thankful every day, not just today, for the little things in life such, uh, such as, uh, wow, what an awesome sunset. Or a hearty belly laugh with an old buddy, an old friend. So I, I'm thankful for the opportunity to coach so many awesome peak performers, people that have committed to peak performance and they've trusted their careers, their life uh, with my guidance. Thank you for entrusting that in me. I'm humbled by that. I really am. Uh, I feel the responsibility. I feel the accountability. And I appreciate you giving me a little bit of authority to be blunt and tell you my thoughts and feelings about uh, your next move, you know, where you're going to go in your life. And I, and I'm thankful for that. I really am.
0: Well, you know, Jim, what you just said right there really can be summed up in a lot of ways of, you know, happiness has to start thankfulness has to start inside because you can have the most gorgeous feast laid out today and you can make yourself miserable in the middle of it, or you can make you, everybody around you more thankful, happier because of just your optimism, your bright presence right there. I want you to, to go back through the catalog of your mind you are on a short list of a very few number of people who have seen some incredible sporting events up close, you know, first couple of rows you've, you've gotten, you know, kind of a a literal in some cases, first row seat to some of the biggest sporting events ever and other kinds of entertainment. Can you think back and just kind of look around in the window of your mind and see some people there who were miserable? (laughs) You know.
2: Well, you know, I, I can. And, Uh, there's some people that are miserable regardless of what uh, falls in their lap. And uh, I I say today, I've seen, talked with, witnessed more victims of their circumstance or their condition or their situation and more judges. Today, don't go to Thanksgiving dinner as a judge. Don't prejudge what you think might happen. Uncle Fred, don't, don't prejudge. And maybe for the first time, taste your food today. Savor it. Slow down. Take your time. Uh, when you grew up poor, you learned to eat fast so because you, you're hungry. Yeah. And you just eat fast. And if you have a big family, if you don't eat fast, uh, you, you eat last, and that's not a good thing. But put your fork down today engage be aware be aware to everybody at the dinner table not everybody there is happy um there's a lot of people that are going to be at your dinner table today that are actually lonely and yes you can be lonely even in a crowd uh believing that no one cares about you i have seen more loneliness in in the last year than i've seen in my lifetime it's pretty amazing uh, you are what you think, especially when you're alone. And, you know, a lot of people are feeling sorry for their condition or their circumstance. And, you know, I get that. But, um, you know, today's a day of being in the present and being with family and being with kids. I, I think being a kid again, uh, I go back in my memories uh, of sporting events, uh, being in that moment and being, being witness and a part of a moment of truth wow that is so memorable for me and I can go to you know 10 different professional sports that I had that front row seat and being part of um, I'm so thankful for all those present tense moments I was able to witness those were zone moments and I was in the zone as a active participant sometimes in tennis I was actually giving hand signals <laughs> and uh uh but uh, you know I'm thankful for all those experiences.
0: Well I do think that this applies to your Thanksgiving table and every other day of your life. I I was thinking about you and thinking about a family friend that we knew in 1998 that was able to take a client to the NBA finals, you know, the the last uh, of Michael Jordan's six championships. And the client was in an extremely bad mood about something else. Was grumpy and demanded that they leave at the uh at beginning of the third quarter, to which I always thought you can always get another job. <laughs> you can always <laughs> After get another third job. or fourth row to see Michael Jordan win a ring, You could. You'd be like, okay, I'm so sorry, you're in a bad mood. Yeah, you know, good luck in a cab out there. Uh, that's an extreme example, but all of us, you know, you teach with the score system that all of us really are responsible for where we're at mentally and you know what you're going to walk into today and then in the, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, the holiday season,
2: Black Friday, Black Friday. tomorrow, <laughs> let's is, all go to the mall.
0: So much of it really has to do with where you start inside, not what's on the table, not who's around it. It's has to do with what you bring to the literal table.
2: Yeah. And you know, I, I'm thankful, um, for, the discovery of the arena, arenas in my life and the ability to contain negativity and keep it in that one arena so something doesn't go my way at work and I ponder it and I go over it and I'm upset about it and I'm blaming and I'm judging and I'm a victim of what happened. And then I leave work, and now I enter another arena, and I drag that toxic remnant remnant from from the business arena, and I bring it into my family arena. I bring it into my. I yell at my kids. Uh, I'm sarcastic with my significant other. Why? Why am I doing this? Uh, because I'm still have those toxic fumes that have permeated. Uh, permeated my thought process from work and as you go into Thanksgiving it's not about work close that stop looking at your phone why are you looking at your phone on Thanksgiving I mean maybe some of us do have work to do on Thanksgiving it's not Thanksgiving in Tokyo so you know if you're an international salesperson maybe, maybe you still have business to do on Thanksgiving but that's a rare exception you know, today's a day where get in the moment. Uh, tell some stories that'll take you in the past, hopefully for a belly laugh. Be careful about being a judge, being a victim, and just be. And most importantly, truly be thankful. Happy people have gratitude. They're thankful. Even in negative situations, there's a lesson to be learned here. I, I, I had one of my clients have one of the worst performances. If he wrote out the script, what could possibly be my worst performance? He could write that. There it was. Yeah. There it was. And the lessons from that, it was a gold mine. There were things that were lingering. Uh, there were he didn't did not immunize himself from certain other people and it all just collided into one giant bully base of negatives. And he, he pulled every tool. He was like, you know, I'm going to Home Depot. I need every tool possible. And he, and he did. But the best tool that he had was the tool of honest, objective evaluation. And if we talk about sports, uh, how about, how about uh, Monday Night Football? I mean, seriously. Uh, was that the game of the century regular season game of the century uh, for the non sports fans uh, over a hundred points were scored uh, football Kansas City nine and one record going up against the LA Rams nine and one record uh, got uh Goff, the uh, quarterback coach of the Rams having an awesome year but last year he was horrible it, it was a, a year to forget and um it didn't define him. And success is getting up one more time from defeat. But what a game with the young Mahomes uh, quarterback. Uh, we're going to see those two teams again and possibly see him in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's pretty amazing.
0: So if we can unpack just a quick element of this. Two teams score that much means that... Uh, they weren't really encountering a lot of uh, score breakers. And and
2: over 700 games, uh, Monday Night Football, this had more points than any of the 700-plus games. That's
0: crazy. It is is crazy. crazy. Uh, So both teams really had to stay. How about
2: about those defenses?
0: (laughs) Well, that was what I was going to ask about. The offenses stayed in the zone, and nothing was going to rattle them. The other team scoring didn't rattle them. They just went out and did it again, right? The defenses both seemed to be... I don't know if we want to say hovering around the downs, but I mean, I guess if that many points are scored, we can say the, that the a announcers
2: chance. kept talking about how great these defenses were as the scoreboard kept going up and up and up. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously? Uh, but the offenses, both of them, Kansas City uh, and the Rams, pretty po- potent. The Rams came out on top of this. Uh, and I would say that those offenses, you were in the zone. Definitely in the zone. I want to talk about another zone performer. Kimba Walker does not get a lot of uh, LeBron James PR, Kevin Durant PR, Stephen Curry. Kimba Walker, Charlotte Hornets. This guy threw down 103 points in two games. 60 points in one game. You're only as great as the game after greatness. 43 points in the second game. Shooting lights out from three point. Uh, line going to the hole. Kimba walker not a household name dude you're in the zone
0: yeah and that's a prime example of staying in the present because it'd be very easy to get dragged into the past the last game very easy to have concerns about the future and instead he just kept marching forward with those three pointers
2: and you know Seth um, this week we've we've had some tragedies and uh, even though this is America's most positive, podcast we there's been tragedies these wildfires in California are, are horrific 700 people still missing um, our thoughts and prayers on, on this Thanksgiving day go go out to the first responders the firefighters and, and our prayers to the families of uh, uh, of 70 plus people and counting higher uh, that have actually lost their lives some are just completely homeless literally but there is good news out of some tragedy. Uh, you want to talk about uh, the bus driver yeah. saved twenty two children from a fire in Paradise, California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his
0: name was Kevin McKay, and had to just act. They were uh, uh, evacuating Ponderosa Elementary School. You realize that uh, there were two teachers and twenty two students there. He got him in there and then got going and the flames just like the next story we're going to tell as well started licking the side of the vehicle so to speak and he ripped off his own shirt and tore it apart while driving at breakneck speed handed it to the teachers. They soaked uh, those rags in uh, just bottles of water and got those over the kids mouths so they didn't have smoke inhalation damage and this is like something out of a movie. I mean it, it came really really close to him uh and, and and all those kids not getting out of there. A uh, bus and,
2: driver from heaven, That that's a quote uh, that many have called uh, Kevin McKay. So, Kevin, uh, you know, the zone is not designed to score 103 points in two games in basketball. It's designed to get you out of trouble, and we've all been hardwired with this ability uh, to be in that purposeful calm state during trauma or stress. That's really – what the zone it has its origins. And of course, uh, it, with the score system that that I've been able to, and blessed and thankful to be able to discover, uh, helps people get in the zone and other things. But Kevin, uh, during that trauma, you got into a purposeful calm. You did what you needed to do. And again, uh, kudos to you and uh, thank you.
0: And Alan Pierce, we also have to talk about somebody else that that risked life and, rim, and limb to- uh, help with evacuations he's an icu nurse at Adves, uh, adventist health uh in feather river hospital had a truck that he really loved which this is going to be important he actually created an, an instagram account for his white toyota pickup he had it all customized love this thing when they were evacuating patients he was one of the last ones out and grabbed a couple of coworkers to get out of there And then thought he he was going to die, thought they weren't going to make it. He Uh, he
2: even did a goodbye video for his wife and kids on his phone. uh, His last uh, testament to them. Yeah. Uh,
0: Again, driving at breakneck speed. He put on Peter Gabriel's in your eyes uh, on repeat because uh, you've talked about many times before music is kind of a pathway to the zone way. You can hop a ride uh,
2: that helped him stay calm. Definitely.
0: And uh, he got down to his last moments. It was blocked. Uh, There were vehicles on fire in the road, fire all around them. He recorded that, uh, uh, you know, that goodbye message and was about to lose his life because he'd stayed behind to save his coworkers. And right then, like out of a movie, a bulldozer comes charging through, smashes the cars that have been abandoned and are on fire and gives them a pathway to safety. And he gets out, should be very thankful for his life, is thankful for his own life, and immediately sets up a triage. And he and his coworkers start working with uh, hospital patients who had been uh, you know, evacuated that are that we're dealing with on top of their medical other medical stuff, we're dealing with smoke inhalation. So his life was saved, and he immediately turned around and started giving back a thin moments.
2: That's in, uh, that's a zone moment. And then we got Bruno Mars.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: what what's not to like about Bruno Mars? I mean, his music, uh, boy, if you don't tap your feet in Bruno Mars, uh, you you may have a hearing loss, but uh, a pretty amazing. Donated 24 thousand thanksgiving meals
0: yeah Uh, the album's called 24k magic so he kind of tied it all in together and you know it's coming off of a grammy win got a lot of things going and just kind of real quietly uh didn't make the biggest deal in the whole world about this uh decided to give back jim i'm gonna go a little bit out of order here and highlight something that you sent to me uh you and I may have, you know, a couple of plane rides to take in 2018, 2019 with the show. And I you know I told you, well, I might just have to see you there because I can't always fly direct because I have to have a peanut free flight uh, because of a very severe allergy. So it's like, well, if you're going to New York, I might have to go to Georgia and then North Carolina and then I'll eventually get to New York for peanut free flights. You, you know, if
2: you really upset me, I have a snicker bar. I want to whip it out on you, wave it in front of you. <laughs>
0: Well, you'd sent me this in a but text earlier. But you have a earlier. serious uh, peanut yeah, allergy. Yeah, it's uh, life-threatening. I, I have an EpiPen in my pocket right now. In 2019, maybe the the year that I kick this thing, uh, there's a new experimental treatment that uh, hopefully will be available to the public where you basically inhale just a tiny amount of peanut dust uh, over the course of a few months and you build up a, an immunity to uh, your allergy. And that doesn't mean I'll have just be able to snack on a Snickers bar, but it does mean that I can get on a flight without fear. And so if you know somebody with this increasingly common allergy, uh, man, let them know that there's hopefully hope and a treatment on the way here. This is fantastic. And,
2: and you know, when I read that article, uh, it's not pertinent to me, but uh, you're pertinent to me and I'm thankful for you. And I I had to share that with you. And that was my little micro gift. But, you know, we stumble on all kinds of positive things, stories that are uplifting Uh, tips, tools, techniques, for whatever the subject matter, share them and and share them not just consciously, but intuitively. Who can I share this with? Who can I give this to? Uh, And again, that comes back to the boomerang. That giving, it'll come back to you. It's good karma. Today is the day of Thanksgiving. But what if we did this every day? What if every day we were thankful as much as we are today on this special holiday? Uh, wouldn't that be an awesome place?
0: Yeah. You know what, Jim? We got one more that we're going to hold to the very end because, uh, you know, Thanksgiving means Black Friday, means we go into the weekend, means we come back basically in December. And if you haven't prepped for your greatest December ever, well, we better prep for your greatest December ever.
2: Well, it's the last month of the year it's the last month of the fourth quarter all of us listening have annual goals next year 2019 we're going to sharpen those goals and have our greatest year ever but right now as thanksgiving closes you survive black friday and you're watching a little football on the weekend uh, carve out a little bit of alone time to sequester yourself to prepare for your greatest December ever. So 31 days. Now, there's only 19 business days, literal business days um, in December. That's 152 hours. Once December hits, 152 hours of business days left in 2018. That's going to go off the calendar in rapid, rapid speed. Five weekends, family, friends, New Year's Eve's on Monday, uh, 24 days to finish your shopping list if you haven't started already, and um, and then the last week of the year, nobody's going to be working. You need to prepare for this, and of course, many schools, are, all schools are on winter break somewhere between approximately December 22nd to january 6th go through all of the arenas in your life these are spheres of influence uh, for you personally self arena what do i need to do to be my best self in the month of december and we're going to parlay that into 2019 but you know if you're looking to to uh drop 20 pounds uh, you've got a challenge this is the month of festivities and family and friends and I was talking yesterday to my Puerto Rican friends and uh, they're going to have a lot of, well, they have parties every single day. (laughs) Uh, There's a festival, but it's just going to be a time where there's less work productivity and and there's a lot of social. So what do you need to do to protect yourself and enhance yourself physically with your body weight, nutrition, but also your mental and spiritual uh, wellness? Your job, your J-O-B, your career, your business, what do you need to do? What three things would be great for you to accomplish in the month of December so that you can look in the mirror and go, I had a great December. Brother, sister, your sibling arena, what can you do in December besides a Christmas gift to enhance that relationship where one plus one equals three and speaking of of one plus one equal three. You and your sibling equal more than a part. What can you do for your significant other? It's a time of stress. You know, next week's show, we're going to talk about how to combat negative holiday stress because it's going to be there with uh, gifts and parties and things to do and closing your business quarter. But we need to get prepared for that. What can you do to enhance your relationship? I would hope that we communicate better in December because we're going to be so busy. uh, You and your significant other could easily be like two ships sailing in the uh, in the night, passing each other, both doing what you need to do. Personal finance. Uh, I've got a little ten point checklist, and that's one of them. Um, I I need to connect with my CPA. Uh, What expenses should I increase? Uh, what do I need to do to help decrease my taxes? Uh, put that in sooner than later. If you haven't done that already, I'd, I'd uh, really have that. So let me run by a little 10-point checklist, and hopefully this will help all of the life arenas. Number one, get on the same page with your significant other's schedule, overall mindset. Get on the same page. Uh, get on the same page with calendars, parties. Get on the same page. Finish shopping early. Do it. It'll reduce stress. And give presents that are not expensive necessarily. Make them have meaning. Unfortunately, that takes a little bit of thought. Yeah, It's easy. I'll just give them a gift card. Ah, no, they need cash. Okay, we all can use a gift card. We can all give cash. But, you know, Thanksgiving Day starts a season of Giving, And it parlays right through December Uh, So um, have meaning and purpose with your gifts Uh, In this month of December You need to prepare for 2019 Select a day right now I'm going to organize 2019 And maybe you've been doing that Maybe you've been doing that for the last 30 days Maybe you already have your financial budget for your company Most companies do but how about your personal life carve out a day or two to have your own little internal mental retreat to get ready for 19 and, um, reinvention is also doable, but that takes planning before January one close all business dealings. I already said, meet with your CPA, uh, but that's also your corporate taxes and your personal taxes. Um, can you be in the present in this December more than ever? It's, it's a time when we're running fast, we're running hard, there's a lot to do, we're all busy, the tendency to not be in the zone and not be in the present, that's pretty high. Be present, especially with family and friends, be engaged. Uh, and then keep your finger on the pulse of your personal stress levels. Be aware, holiday tr- travel—that's uh, stressful. Getting on a plane, uh, Thanksgiving, going back home from Thanksgiving, traffic, holiday travel—that's crazy.
0: It's crazy. Seven-hour drive with a six-week-old. All that, all that stuff. Hello.
2: <laughs> be thankful you have a six-week-old. That's awesome. So monitor your personal stress level, and then connect with people you need to connect to that you haven't. Um, be moderate with food and drink, and exercise. Most of us overeat, we overdrink, and we don't exercise in the month of December. Hello, don't wait to January to look down and you say, I can't see my toes. Uh, A little bit of diligence and vigilance uh, will help you uh, so you don't have to have those panic uh, uh, January, oh my goodness, I'll never get in that bathing suit. So be moderate and then epitomize the entire holiday season, uh, by giving, giving boomeranging smiles. So I just smiled at Seth and uh, he always comes back with a great smile and increase your smiles, triple them, quadruple them, tenfold them, smile your ass off in December.
0: I knew you were going to do it as an example. And I smile before I even could think that you were doing it as an example. So you just almost can't not. Well, you know, the, you.
2: There is science has proven uh, that we have neurons in our brain that are called mirror neurons. And if I smile, even though I fired you from your job, you'll smile and walk away going, wow, I just got fired. And, and so that smile that you send out, you'll get a boomerang smile back. So collect them. Collect smiles. I want as many smiles as possible. And uh, what's the best way to get a smile? Give a smile. So there it is. Yes, it's Thanksgiving. Yes, we're going to have a great day. Yes, the Bears hopefully will win on Thanksgiving Day. But that's another subject. And hopefully your teams win this weekend. A lot going on in, in sports and in all kinds of sports, including the NBA. But... It's a time of being in the moment with family and friends.
0: Yeah, and you know it's never a bad thing, even on a holiday, to just run through a quick score check, self discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. We do it every single week on the show. You're responsible for your levels there, and when all three or all five of those things are high, that means that uh, you are you're set up to be hanging out around the zone, and it's not just about like you said. It's not just about sports. It's not even just about uh, getting out of, uh, you know, a a life-threatening situation with the California wildfires. This this is everyday stuff. So if you want to have a great uh, Thanksgiving, check your score levels.
2: Yes. uh, These five markers uh, govern all the chemicals in your body, mostly, and uh, all your moods. uh, And and those can vacillate. A dirty look can
0: change your mood. Uh, A text can change your mood. Yeah, Jim, I, I, it, I'm i so glad you taught me this because I think, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, this would have bothered me. Stopped to get coffee on the way to record. And uh, I opened the door for a woman and which I, I do for everybody. Men, men women, children, I, I was just brought up to be polite. And she snapped at me and she said, you think I couldn't have done that? Wow. Eh. Wow,
2: tis the season to be jolly.
0: Wow. And you know, I mean, it's not the biggest deal, but whatever that thing is for you, we've been there. Somebody I have an is-
2: answer for that lady. I, I've I've experienced this, and especially with younger uh, females. I always open the door. My mother would come back from the grave and whack me on top <laughs> of the head if I I do that to honor my mom. Yeah. And uh, I open the door. Ladies go through the other door. I I chase them. I go come back here. My mother. I have to do this. I was well trained. Let me open the door for you. And 99% do that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, hopefully chivalry is not dead.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever that thing is, it's interrupting your positive flow of thoughts of the thing about the score system. You can always just go back, do a quick little check of this thing. How's my self-discipline? How's my concentration? How's my optimism? How's my relaxation? How's my enjoyment?
2: I, I hope you gave her a big smile. You <laughs> give her, I would have smiled and go, have an awesome day. Of course you could open the door yourself. (laughs) I was just trying to be helpful. That's all. Yeah. I was trained well. It's in my DNA.
0: So whatever that thing is for you, you can always go back. And, you know, even during, uh, you know, Jim talked about, uh, you know, you might have a relative that throws you off a little bit. You can smile. And in five seconds, mentally, you can check those five elements and, and be back and not be affected.
2: So let's summarize today. Today is Thanksgiving. Be in the moment. No victim, no judge, no judging Uncle Fred. Put your fork down between bites. Take your time. Smell the food. Taste the food. Be in the zone. Have a zone feast of thankfulness. Be careful of Black Friday. Don't get injured. And, um, and then start preparing for the greatest December possible.
0: And you know what? We, we did switch things up just a little bit because it's a holiday. We want to go out on a couple of feel good stories and uh, maybe on a, a, a little bit of a turkey story here. You're uh, never going to forget. So Jim, I, you know, I grew up in a town of 48 people, which is a bustling metropolis compared to gross Nebraska population two two people wow yeah so it used to be it was supposed to be a railroad town way back in the day and there the railroad never came through so everybody wound up moving away except there's one just wonderful couple there named mary and mike finnegan who have uh basically operated a, a small you know bed and breakfast in uh you know place to lay your head and and get we a, we a know
2: meal. we know who the mayor is <laughs> mary yeah, yeah 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 it's definitely mary she's the mayor <laughs> He's I don't I don't know what he is, but she's definitely the mayor.
0: So they uh, just have kind of kept up the tradition of this little town and and, you know, offer travelers a, a good experience. Well, Ancestry.com found out and they invited back everybody who used to live in the town and their descendants who may not have even ever visited the town. And they had this just kind of really cool homecoming uh, Thanksgiving event for all the people that used to be a part of uh that of is so nebraska. awesome yeah i i just absolutely love this and so people were discovering their family history for the first time ever they got a call from ancestry and they're like what gross nebraska am My- Great grandparents lived there. So not only was it a feast, but it was this moment of discovery for all these people to find out more about where they came from. And so Ancestry.com, uh, you know, <laughs> you just got a little, little free shout out there because that is a fantastic I, I just event. got
2: a heart tug. So I got to give a shout out. Ashland, Kentucky. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the values that I have. My core values, they were forged In Ashland, Kentucky, uh, part of Appalachia, Eastern Kentucky, right on the river. Uh, So thank you to all my teachers. Thank you to all my friends, my friends that are still there, my friends that are long departed. Uh, But yeah, we got to thank our roots. What a great story.
0: That's really cool. And although not everyone could, we couldn't physically have everyone at the uh, Jim Fannin Thanksgiving however there is a tradition that we thought it would be, <laughs> we thought it would be fun to just go out on flip things up a I, little bit so I, I hate
2: to admit this but this tradition has been booed at the thanksgiving day table i've, I've done this for like 20 years
0: and yet you're undeterred by the booze because it always comes back next unfazed. year
2: right? i'm unfazed I, Yeah, it doesn't matter i'm reading turkey talk uh written several decades ago uh I could have been drinking wild turkey when I wrote Turkey Talk. I don't remember. It's possible. Uh, but uh, this is my rendition of a fictitious place, uh, Turkey Talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. No booing, please. Okay. If you like this story, share it. If you don't, act like I didn't recite it. Turkey Talk. With the first snowfall in November, you knew Thanksgiving was just around the corner it would be a special time when families would gather around the dining room table to celebrate the national holiday. Foxbourne, Connecticut, fictitious, was a small community in New England that epitomized the rituals of the American Thanksgiving celebration. All the residents would congregate inside their homes with relatives and friends for the festive feast. The Aronsons on Clark Street would discuss everything from sports, tires, and Uncle Seymour's new girlfriend, while the Potter clan would debate politics, pass judgment on the high school athletic teams, and the new neighbors on Prospect Avenue. Every family in the small village of Foxbourne had the same Thanksgiving experiences. Most of all, families would discuss their thankfulness for a year of peace and prosperity. From the stories, cranberries, candy dams, and pumpkin pie Everything was perfect, that is, except for the turkeys. The consumption of turkey was the focal point for every household in the rustic clapboard community of Foxborn. The majestic bird lay in culinary beauty in the middle of the table, poised for the incision of the carver's blade. Everything was perfect, that is, except for the turkeys. It was the second week in November and a buzz made the rounds in the little houses that sheltered Foxborn's turkey population. Turkey gossip was rampant in the wooden huts that sequestered these large feathered birds. Rumor had it that the pleasantries spoken by the farmers, they were tricks to keep everyone from panicking. There was a sense of urgency in the air. The end of November would be the end of Camp Gobble. No more runs. No more... No more hilarious gobbling and no more feather fights after the lights went out, at least not for the elders. You know, the older, wiser birds of holiday homicide fame. Every year, the turkey elders would disappear. Every year, there would be new elders. Every year, the Thanksgiving thing was a thankful feast for everyone. That is except. For the turkeys shortly after a lovely grain supper the turkey talk session would convene all the elders would gather to discuss their supposed fate what should we do asked tom the eldest of the turkeys you know maybe we make a break for it around midnight said toby terry pondered out loud what if we could get on top of the barn and fly away do you really think bad things will happen to us? lamented Tony, wouldn't it be great if we could just talk our way free, confessed Timmy. And with that last comment, an old woman with large facial features coincidentally arrived at the turkey farm to select her turkey. She was thought to have mystical powers of witch-like proportion. She came every year, every year she visited. She never was comfortable with people Her true friends were the dozens of dogs, cats, and other animals that inhabited her home. And yes, the turkey she purchased always ended up as pets, not dinner. She could always relate more to animals than people. The village of Foxbourne didn't treat her very well either. She was scorned. She was ridiculed. Her mysterious ways were questioned. And yes, they were feared. This year... While she walked the grounds of the turkey farm, she would be in for a great surprise. As she paced through the feathered dinners-to-be, she thought she heard the turkeys actually whispering. With each step of the way, the whispering grew louder and more audible. There's no way out of this mess, confessed Timmy. What do we do? cried Tom. Finally... An elder turkey state, statesman questioned the old lady's sensibility by turning to her, looking her in the eye, and asking her, will you help us? We need your help. Startled, yet curious, she met with the turkey elders who told her of their secret plan. Could her powers help them stop the senseless killing of turkeys? Finally, she agreed to help and vowed to stop Everyone in the village from consuming turkey dinner again. Thanksgiving in Foxbourne would never, ever, ever be the same. With Thanksgiving Day approaching, the elders had been selected for giving thanks in sacrificial form. The elders' fate was now sealed. They could only leave behind their children in hopes a solution would be found to save turkeys everywhere from Thanksgiving turkey giving. In an old farmhouse just outside of Foxworn, the little old witchy-like lady was concocting a special sauce that would have magical powers for everything it would touch, especially turkeys. As she finished her brew, she prepared it for Thanksgiving Day delivery she had cast a spell on the unsuspecting citizens that would bring her concoction to every doorstep. She had sold every family in Foxbourne her special sauce for use on the center of dinner attention, the carved bird of November, the turkey. As the elders were being showcased to family and friends, the sinister sauces were being basted into their featherless skins. The Aronsons had prepared a splendid bird for their feast, Terry. The porters chose and prepared their main course, Timmy. Dinners were being prepared throughout the village in the form of Tom, Toby, Teddy, Tony, as the head of each household rose before his clan to offer a special thanks. A magical whispered voice from the basted bird itself made its way into the very fabric of the minds and hearts of each and every forkbearer. We're not thankful. Came the reply from the bowels of the bird to the master's thankful prayer. The People of Foxbourne were shocked at the whisper. Did that happen? Was that real? Did they really hear the words, we're not thankful? They did not finish their turkey feast for the first time time in their lives the families began philosophizing about the plight of the future generations of feathered loose necked fowl that symbolized family and unity the villagers actually saw their mistakes they finally realized turkeys have feelings too the village immediately passed an ordinance to ban serving turkeys for thanksgiving day dinner everyone cheered especially the turkeys back of the farm the descendants of the Turkey elders. Well, they made Tom the official Turkey name forever, Tom Turkey. Long live Tom, and long live his elder buddies. Today, most people don't realize this, in most Turkey homes, you will find a short poem hanging on the wall. It's called the Thanksgiving Day Whisper, and it goes like this. Every wall, they set their poised for gluttony, fixed on quantity and speed. They said thanks for all the bounty, and they ate it not for need. As the master of the house and his pr- said his prayer, the family gave him their ear. It was only moments that the whisper would be simple and so clear. It floated in like a feather, but it left like a boom. A new turkey era was dawning as the whisper filled each room. Their thoughtfulness and vision had spunk pizzazz and dare. May the turkey elders live forever and their gobbles fill the air. Thank you for your courage, your caring, and your love. Let the turkey gods be with you as you fly your way above. We're not thankful, said the elders as magic found its mark. We're a symbol, not a main course, and we've survived ever since the ark. Thank you for your bravery. Your lives weren't taken in despair. May the turkey elders live forever and their gobbles fill the air. Today, more people have taken turkey off their menu for their feast on Thanksgiving. I know I have. I don't want to hear the whisper. You can eat turkey if you want. Just don't invite me over for
0: dinner. (laughs) Every Thanksgiving, no matter the booze.
2: I've had so many booze. Not turkey trot. I I did get one comment from one listener, uh, a a reader, actually. I did an article, and he was very unhappy. He thought it was a blasphemous, horrible, horrible story. And uh, as I dug a little bit deeper, deeper, I realized he owned a turkey farm. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so sorry about that. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Be in the
1: zone. It is the only place to be. Need more help getting to the zone or want to check out some of Jim's books? Follow Jim on Twitter at Jim Fannin or visit JimFannin.com for more incredible tips to help you become your best, most authentic self. This has been the Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence.
0: I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast.